Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and our runaway freight train continues. Why isn't it a passenger train? Why is it only a freight train that's a runaway? What is what is the deal with that? Jeremy you Lambert. Don't pa- you don't want to put passengers in harm, like freight, whatever. There's. What if the freight is like puppies? It's not. They don't, they don't travel on trains. They travel in vans. Not planes? Never? No. Just vans. Just vans. Yeah. I learned something today. Yeah. Newsworthy. We're back. <laughs> Jeremy, how you doing? I'm good. You're gonna re you do you wanna restart this show? <laughs> no, I absolutely <laughs> wanna stick with this. This is the way I want to start this show. <laughs> I'm good. It's a beautiful Friday morning. I actually slept a little bit last night. Uh I'm still not awake, but here we go. I've been up for four hours already. How are you, well, let Joel me Pearl? Let me correct you, Jeremy. It's Saturday. It is a beautiful Saturday morning. Yes. I think the bright, bright and sunny sun sunshine is out. Uh, things are great. I'm I'm happy. We both went to wrestling shows this week, which was nice. Uh, I went to Monday Night Raw in Toronto, and you went to uh, AW Dynamite in Cleveland, both newsworthy shows. And uh, I think we have quite a bit to talk about. So if everyone knows how this goes, we take five, sorry, five articles from this week in pro wrestling, some that maybe hit your timeline, some that maybe surpass them, you didn't see them. We're going to talk about them. Are you ready, Jeremy? I am ready. Learn to count, Joel Pearl. What, are there seven of them this week? Maybe. I, I, I wrote a lot of good stuff this week, Joel. This show's all it's about true. putting me over. wrote a lot of good stuff. That's right. Fightful.com. You can find all of Jeremy's writings. It's easy to do. Just go check them out. Let's start with number five. I picked this one first because it's early and I want him to be able to uh, watch it and, and read it before the Grand Slam, the early Grand Slam closes. Bobby Fish. Leg slaps make me sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was with uh, Two Man Power Trip, I believe. Uh, yes. Two Man Power Trip. Yeah, it was a really good interview with, with Bobby Fish. Um, I didn't think Bobby Fish was this like, open about things. Like, the leg slap thing is is what it is. Like, I thought it was hilarious, and I figured people would just, like, run with it and everything, especially because, like, Adam Cole is, like, kind of leg, leg slap king and everything. Uh, I thought the headline, not going to lie, like, it, it's not, it's a little headline bait because he does clarify on there that it, it's mainly on, like, leg kicks. Don't throw don't throw a leg slap on leg kicks. But it is just, like, all around, like, hey, just the leg slaps are kind of overused and everything. Bobby Fish is just not afraid to, like, speak about things though and i would not get that impression from bobby fish like when you watch him he seems like a guy who would just give like kind of generic cliche short answers and he's like no let me break this shit down and tell you why this is awful and what you which is like very i mean i guess he's been around for a hundred years he's very grizzled old vet get off my lawn type of person and it pops me it really does pop me and i think uh john pause at two-man power trip does a does a tremendous job with stuff he's a he's a great great interviewer if, he, if you've never listened to uh his interviews go go check that out he he does a tremendous job uh with his interviews i think part of the the reason why this response works as well is because Bobby Fish as a as a coach, as a wrestling coach, would be tremendous. Like this yeah. is something that he's he's honestly very uh, passionate about. 
you tell like he says um you know i i love to throw kicks like it, uh, there was a line here that's here uh i take so much pride in throwing proper leg kicks it drives me nuts that's something that a good coach would want to uh, instill into their talent into their into their students so i can see that being a, a big deal for a guy like bobby fish I love leg kicks too. They're, they're my favorite technique when it comes to MMA. So like hearing him break that down and, and I, I, I know what he's talking about when it's like, yeah, the, the worst ones are the ones that don't make a sound. If you've watched enough UFC fights, like Joe Rogan says this all the time. It's like, Oh, there was no sound on that one. That one was bad. That's when like, that's like shin, shin on bone right there. Like you're not hitting any of the meat right there. Like you're really taking out their leg with that. So here I'm break that stuff down is, you know, he's got the shirt that says kick. I have the shirt somewhere in my closet. Um, yeah, I can understand why he doesn't like the leg slaps. It just pops me that you know Adam Cole does the leg slaps all the time, and the company he's in, uh, I mean, really, just all over wrestling. A lot of leg slapping and thigh slapping all over wrestling. It, and it pops me that Bobby Fish is total get-off-my-lawn grizzled vet because I just I don't expect it from him. And maybe it's because like he didn't do a lot of interviews in WWE and before I started like covering this stuff, I wasn't like going out of my way to listen to, like Bobby Fish interviews. So maybe that's why I'm just not used to it, like hearing him. But he just seems like a guy who's like, yeah, not going to say a whole lot. And, nah, Bobby Fish ain't afraid, man. Love it, absolutely love it. Absolutely, he's 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 great. You know, for a guy who was around when the first World War hit, the guy has definitely seen it all. Let's move on. Number four, uh, Tony Yayo commented on John Cena <laughs> crediting him for you can't see me and he jokes you got to put the emphasis on jokes that yeah. he wants one million dollars I don't know much about Tony Yeo so I'm gonna let you explain to me who he is and why I should care and then we'll talk about John Cena and a million dollars uh this is a Vlad TV is who we did the interview with so Tony Yayo is part of G unit or was part of G unit and anyone who follow or 50 cent that that was his group anyone who grew up is around my age was in middle school high school during this time when 50 cent came out like that was the the hottest hottest person in music of all time um and, and so yo yeah yo was part of that group and i was a big 50 cent eminem interscope a shady aftermath fan uh still am and Tony A is a big deal to me. Like I know who he is. I, I love uh, his album that, that came out. It's like, I think he's only like studio album. Thoughts of a predicate felon. Great album. Everyone should go listen to that. So that's who Tony A is. He's a rapper. And during the early two thousands, like he was part of the biggest group aligned with the, the biggest like horde of rappers uh, at, at that time. So that's who Tony A is. And you know, a lot of people ask John Cena of like, who came up with the, you can't see me. Like, who did it first? And Cena has told the story a bunch of times of, well, it was my brother. He was watching this rap video, and uh, it, it was Tony Yayo, and Tony Yayo's doing this. And so, like, my brother was doing this, like, dancing. And I was like, what is that? That looks stupid. And he's like, oh, that's what Tony Yayo's doing in this video. And he's like, I bet you won't do that on WWE TV. And so, like, I did it on TV, and it, it caught on. Like, he's, he's told the story a bunch. So he credits Tony Yayo and a little bit of his brother for like coming up with it. To my knowledge, this was the first time Tony Yayo has been like asked about any of this. So like I've heard John Cena's side a bunch of times of like, yeah, it, Tony Yayo is the person who came up with it. I've never heard Tony Yayo's side. So when I saw him comment on this, I was like, oh, well, 
to me, this is huge. To me, like this is cool shit and stuff that I like writing. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. About, I understand no other site is like gonna, gonna pick this stuff up, though they should. But like I popped so much when I was like, oh, Tony. And then I popped even more. And his answer is like, I was on the run. Like I, I was in this music video trying to hide my face. And that's why I was doing that. <laughs> and like, maybe just don't be in the video. Like, how about, how about we do that? They got technology where you could have blurred your face out or something. But I love that the story is he was on the run from the cops in this music video. And he was trying to hide his face. So he's doing, you can't see me. And now it turned into like a pop culture meme. Thanks to John Cena. So hearing Yayo comment on it was, yeah, I believe it's the first time he's comments on it. It's, it's my two worlds colliding, like uh, some of my favorite rap artists and then John Cena, one of my favorite wrestlers. So I, I was, I was big. I was, I was popping tremendously when I saw this interview come across uh, when I was searching for stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I'm writing about this shit. Yayo mentions Eminem. I, so I, listen, cards on the table. I, I, I'm not a huge hip hop fan, not a big rap fan. I mean, followed it a little That's bit when surprising. I was a kid. I, I know, right? Never would have guessed. <laughs> um, did G Unit and D12 ever feud? No, they were part of the same group. They were all same group. Saying that, yeah, they were all shady aftermath. Like Eminem and, and 50 Cent are like, Eminem is credited for sort of like really putting 50 Cent like on the map, Eminem and Dr. Dre. And they're, they're still close to this day. Like 50 Cent was at the, the Super Bowl performing with That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean, G-Unit, I, I, I just figured they all became friends at one point because they're like, we're too old for this shit. No, no. G, G Unit and D12, that's all, that's all shady aftermath camp. So no, no, no beef there. No beef there between those groups. I'm learning a lot today. This is a great episode so far. <laughs> We're only like nine minutes in. This is great. Uh, by the way, shout out to Jeremy Lambert for uh, uh, plugging the uh, the article that you and I talked about, about John Cena not being a Clash of the Castle in this article. <laughs> so good, good on you. Callbacks are what See, I'm here for. You've got to, here's the thing with, with also with news writing is like, there's no great, like, John Cena's not in the wrestling news a lot right now. And obviously Tony Yayo's not in the wrestling news. And every article, this is a tip for, and I try to give tips to aspiring news writers out there as well. You always want to 
put plugs in your articles. If you can do link backs that are like relevant and it's like, hey, trace back information, that's the best thing to do. Like if you can't just find a way to plug something on your website because links are just important in the world of traffic and SEO and all this stuff. So you just got to find a way to plug back something on your website. And yeah, in this instance, like John Cena ain't really in the news. This came out before Cena was uh, partying with Vince McMahon for his birthday. So John Cena really not in the wrestling news. Tony Ayo, obviously not the wrestling news. So it's like, hey, Clash of the Castle is coming up. John Cena's not going to be there. Here's why. That So like, you just got to find a way to like work that stuff into articles. Very excited to learn more about Vince McMahon's birthday. Uh, oh, I'm going to listen I, to the I, McAfee show. Yeah. I, the only question I have from this entire birthday thing, and then we'll move on, by the way, is... There's a photo, the woman, so everyone's like fixated on the photo of the woman with the purse in her mouth. Yeah. Okay. We've all seen the photo and and, and now it's superimposed on the screen because it's what we do. Um, I want to, I want to know what's going on with Vince McMahon's versus sack in his elbow. I don't know. He's got a serious, like the thing is massive. Like the normal people elbows are like put to shame. He's got massive elbows and that's not healthy. Well, there is no real like normal people's elbows. Sometimes he does like a slide or like a taunt when, when he goes to it. So, yeah. I, you know, normal people's elbows are not really, really a thing. There's always some flair to them, Joel. Uh, I didn't notice this Bursa Sack thing. You were the only person paying attention to this. Bless you. Well, you'll see it and you will be absolutely questioning all of your life decisions. <laughs> the Rock, the Rock himself, we're talking about the Rock. The Rock's going to be like, wow, how can I get one of those for time for WrestleMania? Holy shit. <laughs> Is like, Vince, Vince, how'd you do it? And he'll be like, I don't know, tennis. And that'll be that. <laughs> if his mother, if his mother played tennis and she's a hundred and something, then Vince McMahon can live to 300 and play tennis. Who knows? <laughs> Let's find. Number three, uh, this was big news because it's been big news for the last week. John Moxley on squashing CM Punk. I don't get paid by the hour. This interview, courtesy of Tony Pike and our friend Riccacino on Cincy 360. Cincy, by the way, being John Moxley's hometown uh, and where he currently resides. Uh, the, the only thing I have to add to this before you get into it is, you know what? I can guarantee you John Moxley did not come up with that line about getting paid by the hour because... October 16, 2021, Renee Paquette tweets, damn, Big Daddy don't get paid by the hour. That was after Moxley <laughs> squashed Wheeler Yuta. So there you go. Jeremy, let's talk about this article, John Moxley and CM Punk and the squash. Well, Renee Paquette was in the car with John Moxley during this interview. Feed the lines, old Renee. Yes, he was, he was driving back and... From the show, Renee was there, and the the baby was with them as well. He had pulled over to a, a Flying J. I guess that's a gas station. I have no yes. idea. Okay. It is. I, I'm from Ohio. I don't know what a Flying J is. I'm sorry. Um, sounds like some type of joint to me. Uh, I was going to say, in Canada, it's something completely different. Yeah. Uh but this was the first interview with, with Moxley since he won. This was on a Thursday. It was like Thursday afternoon. So it was the first interview with Moxley. Obviously, big deal. Moxley winning, the way he won, all the drama surrounding it and everything. I didn't expect Moxley to go like full shoot promo or anything like this because he was yeah, he was driving back. He sounded very tired. Uh, Moxley's sort of, if you've read his book, he's sort of like all over the place anyway. And I, I think that's part of like his charm. That's why I love John Moxley because I'm very all over the place as well. Uh, so he was very all over the place 
in the interview and you could just tell he was tired and everything. It, but the, the line stuck out and he did offer a little bit of comments. He did like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, if I, when I lose, am I going to quit for seven years and that be that like, no, I'm going to keep fucking showing up and I'm going to fight people. I'm going to fight anybody. I'll fight anybody at flying J. It, it's very cliche, like kayfabe kind of comments, really at the end of the day, like there's no big, big news in there, but because it was his first comment after it, and because like, it's a huge story that the whole saga with John Moxley and CM Punk, like kind of had to write about it. And I just tried to pick out what I could find. And, you know, I, Rick, uh, Rick and Tony Pike, they like, Rick is obviously a big wrestling fan. I don't think Tony Pike is as much. I think that's kind of the, the bit. And that's why they, they bring Rick in when they have a wrestler on. So Rick asked the questions, you know, Rick is like, you know, you, you won. Like, how's this feeling? Like, you know, okay, now who are you facing it all out? Like Rick asked the questions you would want him to ask. Moxley's just only going to get, give you like as much as he's going to give you. Yeah. There's nothing more that I can add to that. It was a good interview. Uh, go check it out and check out this article. It's uh, Mox's first real comments. And you're right. Just looking at the transcription alone, he really does go all over the place. Oh, it's he gives he gives a very long answer when he's talking about like Blackpool Combat Club, uh, like how much he lo- like loves them, and it's like, oh yeah, we train together, Iron Sharpens Iron, and like it, I don't even think the question was about Blackpool Combat Club. He just started talking about <laughs> them. Like he, it's very all over the place. But yeah, I, this is why I love John Moxley because I'm very much the same way. Just everywhere. I'm at an indie show in front of 400 people, stapling dollar bills to foreheads. Now I get to walk into Chicago, Punk's hometown, and we'll see how the story unfolds from there. I think that's a pretty good way to end off that segment for us. Uh, looking forward to all that, and we'll see where that goes. Let's move on. Number two, Kevin Kelly hopes to bring English commentary to stardom events. Uh, so stardom and New Japan Pro Wrestling are going to start uh, working a little bit closer together. Stardom's going to be integrated into some New Japan events. And as a result, Stardom itself as a company has started branching itself out and making changes to uh, to its presentation. And uh, Kevin Kelly this week on The Bread Club, which is available here on Fightful Overbooked, Kevin Kelly appeared with Matt and Kieran and talked about uh, a lot of things, including what we're talking about here with this article for the uh, Stardom shows and the English commentary he hopes to bring. Jeremy, continue for me, please. Yeah, shout out to uh, Kieran and Matt, you know, Bright Club, New Japan, here on Fightful Overbook. They do great work, uh, bi-weekly shows, and they had Kevin Kelly on this week. And really, really good chat with Kevin Kelly, talking all things New Japan, coming off the G1, their their upcoming schedule with everything. And Kieran just messaged me. I ended up listening to the whole thing, but Kieran messaged me. He's like, hey, Kevin Kelly said this about like stardom and wanting to do English commentary. Is that something like you you would want to run for for?" you know, run as an article. It's like, yes, anytime we can like run, we, we, we have a lot of great talent uh, all across Fightful and, and Fightful Overbooked uh, who do, do like different interviews and stuff. And like, anytime we can like run articles on that stuff, it's helpful because it's, it's an exclusive, like it's an exclusive interview. Like Steven Jensen, I, I posted three interview or three articles from Steven Jensen interviews. He did one with Joe Lando, which was great. Uh, Cole Radrick, who we've had on the spotlight a couple times and, and MLJ. And like, so we got articles out of that. Joel Pearl, you, I don't know, maybe this is a spoiler. You did interviews at, at Greek Town, and we're going to have articles off of that stuff as well. Like, we got a lot yeah. of great people doing great interviews. And so when they had Kevin Kelly on, I was like, yeah, like, if there's anything we can run off this, this is like, this is good. 
because it's exclusive content to our site. So when he messaged me and was like, hey, what do you think? I was like, yes, absolutely. We'll run this. So listen to it. Uh, did did the article on it. And that's cool. It's cool news from, from Kevin Kelly that they want to try to do more with stardom and they want to try to do English commentary because everyone praises stardom. Uh, I'm not into Joshi wrestling. I'm not going to like lie and be like, yeah, I watch, I watch a ton. I don't watch any. Um, but if they could bring English commentary to it, I would be more apt to check out a, a show or a match because I could, I could understand it maybe a little bit better because I do listen to commentary on stuff that I don't understand that well. Like I don't really listen to WWE commentary because I watch all the shows and I know what's going on. I don't listen to AEW commentary unless it's for Jim Ross giving his, uh, you know, just burying stuff because that pops me. Uh, like New Japan, because I'm not watching like all the Road 2 shows and everything, I'm more apt to listen to that commentary so I can maybe get caught up on stuff. So having English commentary, I will be more apt to pay attention to it and get caught up on everything during these matches. I hope it happens because there's certainly an appeal to, to Joshi and to stardom. And I think it could be, I mean, Kevin Kelly mentions it. He's like, I think stardom is more apt to get a television deal in the US before New Japan because women's wrestling is such a big deal right now. And I don't know how much truth there is to that. That's that's Kevin's opinion. I I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But hey, this is this is good. The more the more wrestling content we can get out there, and the more like accessible it is to fans all across the world, uh, I, the better. So hopefully, Kevin Kelly is able to make this happen. And I am looking forward to the New Japan Stardom crossover event uh, later this year. Uh, just to add on, you know, I love that there's two things that Kevin Kelly says. First of all, he wants to have a woman's voice involved with the stardom commentary team. I think that's absolutely warranted. It should be done. Uh, and then the other thing was that he shouted out filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah. Being involved, possibly wanting to be involved with commentary because he's a big fan of stardom uh, and he knows the product that was actually something that um, came as a bit of a shock to me, not because I think Tom Lawler is like, you know, Oh, big tough guy. doesn't like women's wrestling. No, I'm just like, there are certain things you just don't anticipate hearing, especially when it's like, it's one thing to be a fan of the product. It's another thing to have a deep knowledge of it. And to hear that Tom Lawler is someone who would have a deep knowledge of the stardom product of all things. I think that's really cool. And uh, I would love to see that. And I agree, Kevin, find a woman who would fit that team. And I think you'll be golden. It looks good. And yeah, one one final shout out to Kieran and Matt who've been killing it with the New Japan show um, here on Fightful Overbooked. So that was that was a big get to get Kevin Kelly to chat with him for like an hour. So uh, great interview with that. And you know, if you're a fan of New Japan, check out check out their show. Absolutely, Bread Club drops every other week, usually on Wednesdays here on Fightful Overbooked. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that and do the the, the thumbs up thing. People like that. That's that's a big that's a big part of this whole thing. <laughs> Let's get to number one. Oh, buddy. Oh, pal. Originally, I thought the Moxley thing would be number one, but no, we uh, we found something bigger, Jeremy. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay trade verbal shots after the August 24th AEW Dynamite. Uh, I did see this. I did see the Kenny and Osprey promo off the air from Dynamite. Uh, they're definitely, uh, they're, they're getting, they're working, they're working shooty, brother. Worky, what Damn. is it? Rudin Petey, worky shooty. There we go. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, I love it. You know what? This this is one time, and I've talked about this on other podcasts. This is one time where I am totally fine with the way their feud is is evolving and and blooming. This doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel as as awkwardly real as other feuds in AEW are are happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, so talk about it. This was this was a really good. I just really enjoyed their their back and forth. 
So Osprey and Omega have been trading shots and interviews and social media for like years now. So like a lot of the content of what they were saying, not too much of it was new. It was new twist on sort of what they've been saying for a couple of years, a couple of years now. It was great. I mean, they both had some great lines. I love Osprey like bearing like, bro, you were wearing a shirt, like the abs gone. Like what, what's happening? And, you know, Omega is like, you know, I won the G1 in front of, thousands you want it in front of like hundreds and everything it's like eh, osprey's fault you know the, the restrictions aren't there the restrictions are there in new japan right now i love kenny because he's a little he's not the like most polished promo in these these or and i mean this isn't a promo this is just like hey let me talk my shit uh but he's so because he is a little bit dorky like and a little bit uh he's also a little scatterbrained uh like i there's there's a charm to, to, to Kenny Omega with this stuff. And with Osprey, there's less of a charm, but he uses words, uh, he uses dirty words that, that pop me, and he says, bruv, and that's a that's a, a <laughs> slang term that, that also, I don't think that's actually slang, I guess it's just a British term. Uh, like, that pops me as well. So, it was cool to see live. It, it was fun to see. So, I, I, this is me gonna, this is where, this is the portion where I put myself over and, and gonna take everybody through my process of this okay so osprey wins aussie open and osprey win and the show's not over yet and i'm, I'm the fiance's there with me and i'm just like omega should just like come out and confront them like they're they're doing the the match i assume next week like come out and confront. he does and that's how dynamite ends we know dynamite's over and then omega grabs the mic and he starts talking and i have my phone up and i'm like messaging my uh my co-workers in the group chat and i'm like Somebody get ready to write uh, an article on this Osprey Omega confrontation. Like they haven't even talked yet, but Omega's got the mic. I know something is about to happen before words are even spoken. Omega starts talking. And he's like, "Ah, you know, you you guys are the guest. Why don't you guys do the honor? This is part of your responsibility. See if you can fill my shoes uh, like you couldn't do in New Japan." And then so then Osprey starts talking his shit. And then Omega's like, well, since nobody's going to hear or or see this, it's like he knows he's fucking around here because everybody's going to hear and see this. Uh, he starts talking his shit. I'm like, I'm trying to like recap this stuff on my phone to to uh, my coworkers so like they can like do this article and everything. I'm always in work mode. Joel Pearl. Even when I'm just at the show trying to enjoy the show, I'm in work mode. So I'm trying to like recap. There's just so many lines. I can't recap it or anything. Bless the fiance. She's recording this whole thing. So she records this entire confrontation. It's like a six minute video, the entire thing. And then so it gets done. We're trying to send this. Like she's trying to send it to me so I can post it in the Slack. She's trying to to DM it to uh, Colin. Like we're trying to just send this so they can like transcribe it and, and and post it and get it on the site and everything. And like, it's a 700 megabyte file on her phone. Cause it's six minutes long. Like there's no way to send this over, over arena Wi-Fi, over anything. Cause you know how shitty the Wi-Fi is and like the arenas and stuff, unless you're on like media. And even if you're on media, it's shit. So there's no way to send this. I'm like, I'm going to do something really dumb. There's downtime between rampage and dynamite. Right. I'm like, I'm gonna do something really dumb. So, I take her phone and I'm listening. Like I have it way up to my ear and I'm transcribing it on my phone. I transcribe this entire like six minute promo back and forth just on my phone because 
I want to make sure this gets done. And Colin's in the chat and he's like, oh, I found it. Don't worry. He found a 55 second clip that he was going to transcribe because it's a six minute video. You can't upload six minutes videos to Twitter and nobody's going to have this thing uploaded fast enough onto like YouTube and everything. And obviously AEW is not going to post it quick enough. So he can't, I was like, no, 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 don't. That, that's like, that's 55 seconds of this whole thing. Don't do that. Like, just give me, give me like 20 minutes or so. So I'm like, up to my ear okay pause transcribe transcribe it takes me a good like i was doing part of it during rampage and everything but this is my dedication joel pearl that i am transcribing while at dynamite on my phone this so the video the clip that you watch the clip that you watch that's on aw's youtube think about that think about trying to transcribe this like on your phone and you have to manually pause there's no hot keys to pause there's no foot pedals to pause uh if you're doing it at a computer that's what i went through at the arena to make sure i could get this content out there for everyone to enjoy why didn't you bring headphones why who cares if i had headphones I, that, it would have been easier been you would have been able to transcribe it you would have been able to hear things I could still hear it. it. The hearing wasn't the issue. I, I did have headphones in my car. I wasn't going to go back to my car and get them. That would like, have been dedication, Jeremy. You gone back to the car, got no, your headphones? No, more dedication. No, the hearing, it was easy to hear it because I, I had it up to my ear. Headphones would have just been easier if I, like, one phone could have just, like, sat in my lap and I could have paused it at that yes. case. But I still would have had to, like, rewind manually and everything. There's no, like, again, hotkey, like, half a second rewind that I could have used. Like, I still would have had to do all of that so yeah, I don't, you can't take too much into these arenas they get mad at you too headphones yes. be a weapon choke people with them i mean listen you bring a little pair of earbuds to just make it easier you bring some some wireless ones maybe you know like i got i got mine right here they're just in look this little, joel i didn't think here. i would be going to this show to transcribe off-air interviews all right you just next told me time, that you're always in work mode i'll be next time i'll be more prepared I guess I am always in work mode, but if I don't have to work, I'm not going to work. But when I feel there's work that needs to be done or that I can do or that I can contribute to, to make the site better, to, you know, to, to get stuff out there before others, to get exclusive stuff like this before others, I'm going to do it. And that's what I did here. This is the dedication you need to be in this game, Joel Pearl. I guess so. Or stupidity. Very dumb. Just, Very it's, Yeah, he did. He definitely worked hard. I don't know if he worked smart, but you definitely oh, no, worked this is, hard this is in this breaking one. Breaking news. Sean Ross Sapp just... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's he's telling me. All right. Yeah, all right. Go ahead. Sorry. Are we okay? Yeah, yeah. Things are fine. Go ahead. Let's do the, let's do the show. I'm dedicated. <laughs> Sean, Sean's messaging me stuff. Trying to make me do more work while I'm trying to record a show. I'm not editing this out, by the way. This is just going to sit there. People watching on you know Saturday as we're live now, they're going to be like, hey, what, what was the big news that happened that Sean messaged Jeremy about on Saturday? On Saturday. Good week for wrestling news. This was a good one. We had a busy week. Plenty more to talk about in the coming weeks. Jeremy Lambert, what else do we want to talk about or do we want to get out of here? Uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbooks. Go on, go twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I'm back gaming uh, over there. So, yeah, did a, did a little bit of SmackDown stream this past week. And try to game at least once a week. Uh, if not, if not more, if I can be more, great. But at least once a week to, to get back in uh, the swing of things. Uh, so twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We also, you know, we, we co-stream the shows 
that are on YouTube over there as well. At fightfulthebooks.com. Subscribe. That's, that's it. There you go. Go go follow Jeremy or don't. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. Don't follow Jeremy at Jeremy Lambert 88. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. That's Joel with an L, not Joe. With that L. Joel with the L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one.